You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Welcome to a new episode of the Unsolicited Opinion Metal Podcast. That was Angers with the track Ostechni Act. And I'm sorry about my Polish, but I don't speak Polish. So <laughs> this is from the latest album, Donny Cat. And with me, I have James from the San Antonio Slotch metal band, The Grasshopper Lies Heavy. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I am good. It's uh, warm. You know, I, I feel like I yeah. open every single interview with saying that it's warm in Puerto Rico, which I think it's you know already people know that sorry yeah i probably have to stop saying that <laughs> yeah it's out here too dying yeah but you know winter is coming like that famous series set you know we have to go through fall yet anyway we're not going to get into mm -hmm. weather and, and stages here but let's talk about the grasshopper lies heavy um i want to talk a little bit about the origins of the bands What what actually okay. like motivated you and like got you like into okay I want to make music, and I want to make music, in the same concept and vein that Grasshopper has been done or has been doing for for a while now. Mm. Yeah, I mean I've always just been like a huge music nerd, just like always like absorbing bands, even in like middle school. You know I think Metallica was my like gateway band that got me into cooler things like. Through Metallica, I, you know, discovered the Misfits and I discovered Slayer and all these bands. And I mean, uh, I just like everything about the bands I would learn. I would I would like learn all the band members, like all the previous members and all that stuff and just really nerd out about it. Then once I started playing guitar, I mean, I would like I would learn entire albums like I would like uh, press play on a Slayer album and play like rhythm guitar rhythm guitar through like the whole record you know nice it's just like a, 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 a an extension of being like a heavy metal and music nerd i just like learned how to play all the songs so yeah it, it was basically like me in my bedroom uh, i had a couple friends that were like playing music too but they never like like they would like sputter out and get disinterested so i just kept doing it on my own and i would you know record songs on my own eventually i could like afford a computer so i would like program fake drums along with the guitar and stuff and yeah that's kind of how grasshopper started i mean i put a demo out like that with me playing all the instruments and with like fake program drums and then yeah i would put like a demo cds like in the record shops here san antonio has a yeah. record store called hogwild i would put demo cds in there so I, i would i met people through that and then i started gigging you know with like a full band but yeah it's been a long process it just came from me being a nerd really And when when did you start it like with the whole concept of, of this particular project and whatever, you know, when, when yeah, you established yeah. to start doing stuff with Grasshopper? Yeah, basically from the start, like 2005. Okay. Um, it was it was real raw. Uh, I mean, the, the band has evolved a lot. But I mean, uh, coming from like the like post-metal sludgy world, I mean, I guess it's still the same. A lot of it was instrumental, like we still are. Uh, right yeah but yeah i mean i kind of started it as a kid and it's just kind of been my full-time band thing you know i've been in other bands too but uh this has just been like the long-term project for me this, this is the baby you're a baby <laughs> i guess so yeah <laughs> i mean I, I've, i've considered like changing the name and, and doing other things but like i don't know i've just been doing it for so long now i mean i started when i was like 19 or 20 so i don't know Now, now people can do the math on how old you are. Oh my god! No, that's <laughs> <laughs> and, and and let's talk about the name. This is something that I've actually I 
as I was coming up with the questions for, for this particular conversation, I have mm-hmm. never asked you before, why is the band name The Grasshopper Lies Heavy? Oh, well, so I was like really into like sci-fi literature in college. And uh, so there, there's a famous author named Philip K. Dick. Um, pretty popular because he wrote the novel that uh, Blade Runner was based on. Okay. And then, so after he died, like Hollywood just like re- used all his novels to make films. Like, uh, you know, Minority Report, uh, A Scanner Darkly. All of those are like Philip K. Dick books originally. But yeah, um, the name of the band comes from a novel called The Man in the High Castle. And inside that book is a book called The Grasshopper Lies Heavy. And it talks about like a, like an alternate reality. Kind of like, you know, uh, like, you know, if you could like uh, change points in time and history. Like mm-hmm. the whole point of that book was like if, if, the, if the Nazis had won World War II, but inside the grasshopper lies heavy, it was like if America had won World War II, but shit was still different. So I don't know. Uh, it, like I was like way into sci-fi back then, and uh, the name is just kind of stuck. It doesn't really have any like deeper meaning or anything. I just thought yeah. it sounded cool. Yeah. It it, it definitely caught, caught you know gets the attention from people. I've heard people like the grasshopper lies heavy. That was that's it's very. In- you know, it's it's a very interesting name because it's not only a long name, but also it has mm-hmm. a very interesting insect in it as well. But you know, well, and the words don't really make sense when you like read it. Like, what what right. does that even fucking mean? So yeah, I kind of like that too. Um, yeah, for sure. I kind of hate the name now. It's been so long, but people keep telling me <laughs> to keep it. So yeah, I, I mean, at this point, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've already printed the t-shirts. I'm committed. <laughs> t-shirts, a few records and other stuff. So yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, cool. I, it, it's very interesting because again, I was, as I was coming up with the, with the questions, I was like, I never actually had asked this question before. So <laughs> cool. That's, it's awesome. We, you know, my favorite band is Opeth as, as you know, and many of the mm. people that listen to this podcast have heard me saying countless times, uh, Opeth is my, is my favorite band and actually Opeth is like a, the city of moons from a book that I don't even remember the name so oh really you know I'm gonna have to look yeah. that up yeah um, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you the name I'm I'm the worst fan right now because I don't even remember the name of the book um, Poser dude yeah. Poser <laughs> yes he started at Blackwater Park y'all uh, no actually let's not even go there because I actually started on Watershed but oh Oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna gatekeep your uh, your fandom. Well, you know, I, I'm fairly young. Actually, their their first record came out when I was, you know, I was one year old, per, probably. So, you know, I cannot really say I was listening to fucking Orchid when I was one. So <laughs> you really missed out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> true Opeth face. Anyway, talking about favorite bands and true Opeth stuff and all that shit. Let's talk influences, yeah. and you uh, you incorporate a very interesting uh, variety of sounds. You know, from sludge, doom, even like you said, post metal. Yeah. Can you talk about you know if you want to talk about specific bands, if if you want to go that route about you know that yeah. actually influenced you? Um, and I have a follow up about the Metallica thing. I have a follow up <laughs> question about the Metallica <laughs> thing after you answer. Okay. Which are the main influences? But yeah, talk about yeah. those. So like. I mean, I love bands that are iconoclastic. 
they like they say like fuck you to genres and they try their own thing and you know very experimental things some some of my favorite bands are uh boris and old man gloom for those reasons you know uh boris can shapeshift between albums you know one record will be a pop record and then the next record is going to be like a stoner rock riff fest then the next one is going to be like the saddest funeral doom you've ever heard and no, nobody like bats an eye at it because boars are known as being like these kind of chameleons and old man gloom is uh in the same vein like they're this crushing hardcore sludge band but at the same time they'll have eight minute tracks on the middle of the record that are just like ambient soundscapes and then it'll like break into a two minute hardcore song and then it'll go into like eight more minutes of ambient soundscapes and i love that shit because like the records are like a journey you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i could even go back all you know all the way to like pink floyd you know when i was a little kid and my mom would play pink floyd in the house you know records like metal by pink floyd like the side a was like all pop songs and you you would flip metal and side b is just one one hour yeah echoes and it's just like a, a 25 minute journey you know what i mean yeah. And uh, that, that listening experience is just so incredible to me. You know, I, I always tried to take inspiration from bands like that. You know what I mean? Because I want my records to be like an active listening experience, you know? For sure. Yeah. And I, and I think you actually nailed it as far as, you know, the, the last record called, called That Worships a Cause of Death, which I'm, we're going to talk about later. But yeah, I, def- I definitely think you, you nailed that part. And, and it's very interesting to know that. You know, you, you you just talked about three different bands that probably have nothing to do with each other. And, and, and you know, they're somehow incorporated and you can actually listen to them as you listen to the to, yeah. to your songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just love the records that are just like, uh, they transport you somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of rock and punk don't do that. But like when, you know, Old Man Gloom, they do the hardcore thing, but then they like, they just like, it's like a, like a movie popping out of the frame, you know, they just like, it's just total iconoclasm, you know, I don't know, For I don't sure. know how else to put it. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Now going back to the Metallica thing, I'm very interested and curious. What is your favorite Metallica album? Oh man. So, okay. I'm not going to be one of those like fucking Metallica dudes, but also I like don't ever actively listen to Metallica. But when I was 13 and 14 years old, Metallica was my world, bro. So, like, uh, I mean, I, I would have to say, like, Ride the Lightning or Puppets. Okay. I mean, maybe even Justice. Like, uh, very earlier on when I was learning how to play guitar, uh, I had the Justice tab book. So I learned several songs of Justice. Uh, I mean, the production sucks on it. I, I'd, probably, I'd probably say for, like, uh, like if I was going to throw one on casually to listen to, it would probably be Lightning. Okay. All right. Interesting. I, I always found... Uh right the lining to be very melodic but at the same mm-hmm. time very angry you know the same anger that they had in kill Em all still rolled into into right the lining and then puppets was like that perfect combination of what they wanted to do in right the lining but you know you have what six songs that are just yeah. perfect you know well lightning um, was weird because well that came out when i was one so i was like <laughs> i was of age when like load came out okay so like I spent a lot of time trying to like like load and reload. <laughs> I kind of want to like go back and like re-listen to them now as an adult and see how like good slash bad they are. 
you know. I haven't post mortem. I haven't heard Load or Reload as it as albums. I've never heard those albums. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah, I remember when I when I started like listening to rock. You know, again considering the fact that you know I'm in a tropical island, island my parents don't listen to rock at all. Mm-hmm. So I grew up listening to salsa and like you know all the stuff that we listen down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started like when I started getting to rock, Metallica just released Saint Anger, and oh, okay. uh, you know that was not a good gateway to like start getting into this band. And uh, <laughs> and I had a friend who just you know just through like really bootleg CDs of like the first four records. I was like, okay, let me listen to Metallica. That's when I got into it. But I never yeah. actually like got into like those hard rock albums. So I might just have uh, to do yeah. that eventually. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to enjoy them because, you know, I do like the thrashy Metallica, but Black I mean, Album have, is a good album. Have you heard shit like Lulu? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, like you've hit rock bottom there. It can only get. Yeah, I know, better, I know, right? I know, I know. And this is very ironic. I'm saying, you know, I heard, I, I, I actually, this is probably gonna like kill me right now, but I actually enjoy <laughs> and I actually enjoy San Anger. It's not a bad you album, know, I don't think. That was after my time of paying attention to Metallica. So you know, I, I honestly have never really heard San Anger except for like the, uh, like the radio single, something about self destructing. I thought the snare sound was sick, so I don't know what everybody else is talking about. I don't, I don't, I don't mind the drums at all. The only thing I mind about that album is that the songs are too long and that they mm. don't have solos. If they had solos, they probably made, you know, it would justify oh. how long they were. That's but you know, there's some really interesting. You know, the lyrics are dumb, but you know, it's not a bad album. Lulu is a bad album, but I don't really consider yeah. San Anger being a bad album. Good. Awesome. Nice, that was nice. the Metallica section of the interview. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> very yeah. interesting to know, like, you know, I've actually, I actually did uh, a few years ago, I, I did a, a Facebook post where I said that you could actually consider and like analyze someone's, you know, taste in music based on what is their favorite Metallica album. Mm. Yeah, for sure. You know, cause they're, kind of different it's the same band particularly if you, you know if you go into the first few but you know once you go into like you know usually people that choose injustice for example it's more like into like the prog side of things right totally yeah and someone that likes uh right the lightning they really like melodic stuff and like really you know mm-hmm. passages that kind of go from like very beautiful stuff to like very he- heavy and fast and yeah rushy so yeah, it's very interesting. I find that very interesting. Um, also, like, I, I love, like, uh, calling out, like, metal dudes that are all like, fuck Metallica. Because I know, like, all of them, when they were fucking 14, they were all about that shit. So They still listen to them. Yeah. Get them a, get, get them a case of beer and <laughs> fucking play Kill Em All. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're going to go crazy. I mean, yeah. it's a gateway drug band like tool is sure. like you find cooler bands through them right when i was a kid you know i found slayer through metallica i found the misfits all these other bands that they covered and then you know like my interest kept blossoming from there i kept finding more bands and like tools sure. the same way because tool will have like bands like open up for them on tour like melt banana opened up for tour oh tool on tour when i was a kid that's crazy yeah 
and Mashuga. <laughs> that's that was how I I discovered Mashuga when I was a kid. Yeah, and, and Job Job actually went on tour with Tool as well. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, there it is. There you go. Awesome. Now moving on from Metallica and, and all the influences. Um, <laughs> Grasshopper just released out the album with, which I mentioned uh, earlier. A cult that worships a god of death, which definitely mm. portrays all the different influences that we just talked about within the actual album, right? We, we there's a specific journey, you know. There's a journey, the journey we we're talking about. It's it's definitely there. Can you talk about yeah. the idea and what what was the thought process to actually making this particular album? Yeah, well, it's a collection of songs, and the songs are, like, some of them were, like, brand new, and some of them are, were a little older and had been reworked. But uh, it, it's, it's, I find it good to do that, though, because when, when you take fresh songs on tour and you play them for people and stuff, you kind of, like, learn the ins and outs of them and, like, what they work, what works and work, what doesn't. So I'm kind of glad we we took the time to make this record and like write it the way it should have been because I think it really came together um, in, in that way. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really wanted it to have like a side A, side B flip kind of experience, you know, like while I was talking about with metal. And so, yeah, the, the side A is just like, I tried to make it like just ripping sludgy, hardcore metal. And then side B is a little more introspective. I mean, it's still heavy, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I'm kind of like trying to like flex different muscles, you know what I mean? But with the same vibe. Right. Yeah, it's still the same band across yeah. the album. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I definitely think you you definitely nailed it, you know, talking about that journey and talking about that having that consistency, even though you're di playing different stuff, quote unquote, different stuff around the album. It's still the mm -hmm. same band, it's still the same sound. I I find very interesting how much. How, how much importance has the guitar feedback on a lot of tracks, which oh, yeah. I, yeah, it, it definitely adds more into like the whole ambience of the songs. And I wanted to ask you about that. Like how, how much do you relay or like, you know, on purposely, you know, this part is just going to be feedback because fuck you. That, that comes from just playing live. Like we're super loud. I play through full stack. And uh, we're, we're like, our live experience is just like, you, it's unignorable. Like if you're in the room, you like can't ignore it because we're just like so loud and in your face. Um, so yeah, I, I try my best to convey that to recordings. Yeah, and feedback is like my best friend. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I use it as like punctuations on some songs with like stop start rhythms. Yeah. Like when I stop the feedback squeals, you know, I kind of use that as part of like, you know, the rhythm. Right. But, um, right. And then sometimes I, I try to use it in like, uh, in like melodic ways too. Like on the song mm -hmm. Bullet Curtain, um, at the end of the song, it's kind of like a solo guitar playing clean. But the whole time there's like a guitar feedback, but it's like all like in tune. You know, I try to do a lot of that kind of stuff too. Awesome. And definitely adds to the whole layering of, of the song, right? It makes everything a little bit more interesting towards yeah, like, sure. you know, you're sitting down and actually listen to every single guitar layer that you have in the song. It's, it's, it makes things even more interesting for sure. And you, you've had some, a quite, quite a reception for this album. You've been covered by very interesting uh, publications and you've actually had like 
people from bands that you like following you and, and listening to the stuff that you're doing. Talk, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I mean, the, the, the positive reception has been amazing, especially from Europe. Um, I mean, we, we got a review in Metal Hammer UK, which is huge for me because Metal Hammer is such a institution, right? So, right. But yeah, we've got a lot of great press from uh, France, UK. Um, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, the, the US support uh, has been a little more indie, I would say. But, uh, but yeah, at the same time, we have people like Thor Harris from Swans and uh, the band Naja, you know, hitting us up on Twitter. And I love seeing that because, I, you know, I jump in their DMs and start a conversation. And I love to see that there's like some mutual respect and admiration there. You know what I mean? So uh, the band Pig Destroyer have been like pretty big supporters of us. Uh, Blake from Pig Destroyer has been a fan of us for several years. He, he comes to our shows in Baltimore and stuff like that. So it's awesome. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, I love creating relationships and uh, hopefully some collaborations will come out of that soon too. For sure. And obviously, you know, as things eventually it start opening up and feeling safe about touring, all that. And hopefully that turns out to towards some kind of tour support for you guys for this band as well. Love it. I would love that. Hit me up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and talking talking about that, what's what's next for for Grasshopper? For touring, uh, yeah. So everything's so up in the air. But um, we have a new bass player. His name's Oscar. Uh, he's from Monterey, Mexico, and uh, he has been really pushing for us to do a Mexico tour, which I am like super excited about. So uh, you know, next year I would love to do a Mexico tour. And uh, I've actually met some Canadian uh, fans recently that want to help too. So maybe, maybe we can have like a cran transcontinental tour, do like some Mexico, USA, and Canadian dates on one tour. That would be pretty incredible. That'd be awesome. We've been wanting to do Europe forever, but with this coronavirus situation, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, I could all just be daydreaming about this. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully by 2022. Hopefully, I think we, we've been saying that for it feels like we've been saying that for like 50 years already. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully by, by 2022, everything is eradicated. We can actually go back to live shows and like the actual normal feeling of like, all right, let's let's book a tour and just play some music for other people. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for that vaccine 64 to come out. Like that's in the 64, the next generation vaccine. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, boys. Let's go, science boys. Come on. Let's get it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, and uh, as far as new music, uh, any news on that on that end? Yeah, I, uh, we've uh, we've been tracking a lot. Uh, at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, I bought a house. So I, I turned half the garage into a jam room, which luckily sounds great for drums. So we've been tracking a lot. Uh, we have a split uh, that we've tracked and mastered, ready to go with. Uh, it's it, it's not announced yet, but it's it's with a really cool band. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm super excited about that. Uh, we've tracked a couple other songs for some collaborations. Uh, can't announce those yet either. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff in the pipeline that I'm like super excited about. Perfect. So. So people can be aware about 
all these things, all these news, where they can find you in social media and where they can also listen to a cult that worships the God of death. Yeah, I mean, we're on everything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I try to be active on all of them. Uh, I do post different shit on all of them, though. So just like add us on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, we're, we're on Bandcamp. We've got a bunch of merch. We've got some cool t-shirts. If you don't like Greg Abbott, Texas governor, we've got a vinyl. We've got a couple bags of coffee left. We made a, we made a batch of coffee and that's been a great seller. So we might do another batch soon. Uh, but yeah, we're all over the place. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I actually encourage everyone who's listening to follow Grasshopper, particularly on Facebook, because it's probably one of the fun, funnest, fun, more fun. <laughs> Uh, Facebook pages in metal. Yeah. Uh, so just go there. And, you, you know, also something I really appreciate about, about you and, 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 you know, the whole band is that you also give space in your space for other bands as well. So, you know, oh, that's absolutely. very, that's very awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm huge on community. Uh, like homies support homies. Like that's the only way people will ever get anywhere. If they can't like throw away tens of thousands of dollars, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I, I've, I always, you know, the, the whole 15 years of the band, I've always, you know, had a real uh, DIY aesthetic. You know, I've booked my own tours. I've put on my own records a lot of the times. And uh, yeah, people got to help each other. And it's, uh, I mean, you make fast friends when you're on tour. And uh, a, lot, a lot of the, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you'll meet somebody only and spend half a day with them, but they'll be friends for a decade. Uh, yeah. Those are, those are really interesting and fun relationships to have. And I love all my musician friends across the country and world, you know? So yeah, I, I love, you know, bands I've played with on tour all over the world. You know, I, I love posting their shit. Like Japanese bands, like, like you, you, will, you will never hear this band, but I'll post them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's awesome. It's, it's definitely a great way to approach things in, To be honest, in my case, I, I can say that that's one, that was one of the motivations that, but like one of the things that got me into doing the podcast was just because, you know, mm. I just wanted to give another platform for my friends to be able to, to promote their music. So uh, yeah, a lot I, of talented I, homies out there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, James, thank you so much for your time is definitely, it was, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you know, I told you this many times, but, you know, you have a home here in Puerto Rico. Hopefully after this whole thing, it's over. We can have you and have the whole band playing down here and make some, some eardrums explode as you're like <laughs> yeah. playing your, your, your feedback to us. So um, no, but seriously, thank you Likewise. so much for, for your yeah. time. Um, everyone, I'm going to leave the description in the description of the episode. I'm going to leave the links where you can follow Grasshopper and listen to their stuff. And this next song is part of the, the album, A Cult That Worships a God of Death. This is Sergeant Bull.
That was The Grasshopper Lies Heavy with the track Charging Bull from the album Occult that worships the god of death. Visit the links on the episode notes so you can stay up to date with the band. Now, this is Obsolete with the track Old Horizon. Alter Horizon by the band Obsolete from the album Animate Isolate, which is my favorite thrash metal album of the year. Up next, you're listening to Wasted Death with the track Spat Out.
heard spat out by Wasted Death from the Ugly As Hell EP. Now we have reached the end of this episode, but I don't want to leave without thanking all of you for listening to this episode. Remember to follow Unsolicited Opinion Metal Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure to listen and share all the other episodes as well with all of your friends. Your support always means a lot. Here's the band Empty Throne with the track and all shall know his name from the Glossolalia EP. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.
I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Grey Street.